Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I cannot believe that we're having this conversation today. Three weeks ago, guys, I think everyone was sinking three weeks into the season. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about a 3-0 Broncos team, a 2-1 Broncos team. God forbid, a 1-2 Broncos team. And here we are yeah. talking about if Broncos-Bears is the battle of the two worst teams in the NFL. I can't believe it, and I'm excited to have this conversation with Henry Chisholm, Super Bowl 50 champ Todd Davis, and Zach Stevens. Um, So, just simply ask you right up front, is this the battle of the two worst teams in the NFL? Yes. I would say yes. I mean, I feel like uh, that's an easy answer. Uh, If you dive into it, you talk about an offense that can't get going with Justin Fields, they're struggling. Um, they look comical at times. And then you talk about a defense on the Broncos side that has their same kind of comedic laughter to their performances <laughs> yeah. at times. I think it is a battle of at least the worst offense and the worst defense right now in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, comical is such a good word to use for this game, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But, I mean, yeah, like, I don't know the argument against it. Like, the Bears have lost 13 in a row. They're a train wreck, like, on and off the field. And the Broncos just gave up 70 points and lost by 50, and they've lost three games. Like, as much as I'd like to say, well, you know, Russ is playing, like, pretty good. Like, at least they have a quarterback. Like, you can't be the worst if you have, like, a decent quarterback. Like, no. These these are the two worst teams, and I don't know how you argue against that. Yeah, and I think the important thing for this conversation is, are these the two worst teams in the NFL right now? We're not yep. saying that the Broncos and Bears are going to finish with the two worst records in the NFL or have the least amount of talent. But right now, on Sunday, when they line up, You can't make an argument against it, really. The Broncos just lost by 50. That makes the Bears' 31-point loss that they just had this Sunday seem like, oh, not that bad. A 31-point loss in the NFL? Todd, how how awful is that? It's terrible. And and this is a league that's (laughs) what have you done for me lately. And the last week that both the teams have were losing by a combined points of 81 points. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. (laughs) It's unbelievable. it sucks that we're going through this again, like the 0-3. I feel bad for Todd because, like, Zach, you've done this, like, six times now. Yeah. We're like, it's here we are again. Yep. For me, this is at least my second time. <laughs> I know, like, Todd, you've been paying attention, mm-hmm. like, the last few years. But to come on and talk about it, like, you're the one I feel worse for right now. I think the more it happens, the more I'm just like, well, here we are. To talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I always hope for the best, but then, you know, we get let down. And then finally, I just, like... You get to the effort stage and yeah. like, let's do it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And Todd, you mentioned how the Broncos defense is awful going up against an awful Bears offense. Both the worst in the NFL. The Bears offense is worse than the NFL. Broncos defense is the worst in the NFL. But the Bears defense over the past two years 
is by far the worst defense in the NFL. So you pair the worst defense in the NFL over the past mm -hmm. two years with the worst offense in the NFL right now, with the worst defense in the NFL this year, mm -hmm. you have like three of the worst units in the NFL going up against the, in, in this game. Thankfully for the Broncos offense, it's not the four mm -hmm. worst units yeah. in the NFL. And who would have thought that a year ago with, with everything that was going wrong with the Broncos offense that we'd be saying, Oh man, thanks for the Broncos offense for making this not like unbelievably awful and comical in mm -hmm. every single way. But there's, when we talk about the worst teams in the NFL, it's easy to see how bad the Broncos are, see how bad the Bears are. There's two more 0 3 teams going into this weekend. And crazy enough, they play each other yeah. this weekend. The Panthers are 0 3. They're playing the mm -hmm. 0 3 Vikings. And uh, let's just look at these four teams and yep. let's actually rank these four teams in terms of uh, how do the O and three teams stack up against each other do we want to go best to worst or worst to best let's go best to worst yeah so the best O and three team I think it's easy I think yep. it's very obvious who it is yes the Minnesota Vikings without yeah. a doubt your other team games. Todd who's, yeah. who's the other one <laughs> the, the fourth uh, Panthers Panthers, Panthers. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah it's gotta be the Vikings because their thing is like They've been like close in every game for uh -huh. like 13 straight months now. And That's it just true. happens to be that like they're my girlfriend's a Vikings fan. So she was just saying like, yeah, all the numbers say they're the least lucky team in the NFL. And it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, come on. You can't complain after last year when right, you're the luckiest right, right, team. Right. in the NFL. <laughs> right. So yeah, like it's a little bit fluky at their 0 and 3. Not yeah. a great team. but Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And also, I mean, Russell Wilson is playing better than the 0-3 record that the Broncos have right yeah. now. There's That's no crazy. doubt about it. He's on pace for 34 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. That part's not ideal. And, like, right around 4,000 passing yards. He's not the problem, like we've talked about. Kirk Cousins is on pace for over 6,000 passing yards, mm -hmm. over 50 touchdowns, and only 11 interceptions. Mm -hmm. Like, you just look at that, and you're like, okay, yeah. If you have a quarterback playing that well, <sighs> it's hard for you to be the worst team in the NFL. So Vikings, mm -hmm. easy number one. Now I think well, there, there is a conversation. They have the passing yards leader, receiving yards leader, and sacks leader. And they're 0-3. Wow. That's Who's the crazy. sack leader? Uh, Daniil Hunter, I think. Really? Yeah, wow. I think it's him right now. Yeah. That is that is why. Especially playing in close games where it's not like they've been up <laughs> all the time either. Yeah. Wow. And then obviously Justin Jefferson, arguably the best player in the NFL. Baller. Yeah. Baller. So number uh, two, is it uh, the Panthers or is it the Broncos? Uh, you know, I think the Broncos offense might actually give them a little push mm. up to number two. Um, just overall, Panthers are having are struggling on the offense. I think the Broncos That's are doing true. a better job. They're playing better defense than we are, but um, with our talent at quarterback, I would say that we probably are the third worst team in the oh, league, not the go. second. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll put the Broncos there, but, okay. but what do you guys think? I think it's the team. I don't hate it. I think it's close. You know, I come at this from like, if you're well, just wait, like really? an average team. Really quick, I'll go Panthers. So okay, you, cool. you have to be the tiebreaker. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Um, like, if you are the Patriots, let's say, who would you rather play this week? Would mm. you rather play the Panthers or the Broncos? And I think that, like, two weeks from now, you probably say, like, yeah, I'd rather play the Panthers, like, rookie quarterback, they're all that good. But right, right now, now though, <laughs> yeah. coming off 70 points, I think the Broncos are the worst team right now. And, okay. I, and I do think that that changes. Like, I'm not saying, like, they're all of a sudden going to be, like, a top 25 team, but... 
you know, right now, I think the Broncos are behind him. And that's very fair. I mean, you lose by 70 points and you only put up 13 as an offense. Ugh. Uh, I think I completely can agree with that. So we can put the Broncos at three, put the Panthers at two. So, yeah, this is a battle of the two yeah. worst teams. In the <laughs> NFL. Yeah. And uh, we have a little graphic just to show uh, why this is the battle of the two worst teams in the NFL. The Broncos sent out um clipping they they send out kind of a what is it a 50 page game notes which is everything you could possibly know about every single franchise Mm -hmm. from all the way back to the 60s to uh, what just happened in this most recent game so it's very detailed and they send out uh, a little uh, infographic that has the broncos and the team they're competing with 33 different categories Mm -hmm. and uh, Here it is on the screen right now, and you don't need to be able to read it. What I want you to look at is the colors that are on this. So if you if you have a green color for a stat, it means you're in the top 10. If you have a red color in the stat, it means you're the bottom 10. And if you're black, it means you're in between. So you're you're just average there. If you look at this, you see a lot more red yeah. on this graphic mm-hmm. than anything else. In fact, I said 33 categories. The Broncos have 16 red categories, meaning in nearly half of these categories, and these are not cherry-picked at all. Uh-huh. The Broncos would cherry-pick it so that there's no red categories. Um, 16 out of 32, almost half of these categories on offense, defense, and special teams they uh, and penalties, they are in the bottom 10. The Bears... 19 so they're even worse have even more in terms of the green you see a little more green on the broncos side broncos are in the top 10 in six categories the bears are in the top 10 in one category you guys know that one category because i know you probably can't read that right there return Field, that's a, field oh, goal percentage. Yeah. So yeah. literally it comes down to one guy that is saving the bears on this team mm-hmm. broncos though Number one in the league, yeah, in kickoff return yep. and punt return. Yeah, you can also pretty much point to one, one guy, guy for that as well. Yeah. Now I know there's more of a <laughs> unit involved with that, but thank goodness for Marvin Mims for saving them. And the Broncos do have two green units on offense as well, mm-hmm. which is kind of helping them as well. But you even look with how much of a bright spot the offense is. They have four, five red units on offense too. So. I mean, it's just kind of a visual of, yikes, these might be the two worst teams. Yeah, Football Outsiders, like, died this summer, but it was, like, the best place. Did it really? Yeah. Wow. I, there were some weird legal things. Like, there might have been, like, stealing stuff. I can't remember. But basically, <laughs> they just pulled the website off. But that was the best place to go for a whole bunch of stats, including the, like, in-season special teams rankings. They did by far the best job. And uh, it's a shame that those are dead, but mm. Pro Football Focus is kind of the only other ones doing it. Two top 10 special teams units playing this week. How about it? So what a matchup there. Yeah, Broncos at number seven, Chicago number 10. Dang, I love it. So at least we're going to see some sort of good football here. And, you know, we're just laughing through this so that we don't cry. Mm -hmm. uh, Because that's where we are right now. And heck... Maybe in two weeks, we're talking about a two and three football team and how they're not at the bottom anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought that a week ago, I for sure thought that the Arizona Cardinals were going to be in this conversation Mm -hmm. of 0 and 3 teams, who, how bad they are. Yeah. And they somehow pulled off the biggest upset in the NFL this Mm -hmm. week. So that's why they're not in this conversation. And it only takes a couple of weeks for the Broncos to get out of this conversation but we laugh so we don't cry but if you are crying you need a roof over your head to block Mm -hmm. those tears 
Check out our friends over at Red Hawk Roof. Too much of a stretch? Yeah, I don't know how you're crying for it to be. <laughs> yeah, you're really crying hard. It's like, like a, a fountain. A, yeah, a, uh, an animation cry. Yeah, you might um, have to check that out. <laughs> check out our friends over at Red Hawk Roofing where quality matters to them. They have decades of experience. They're available every single hour of every single day. They have a quick response time, and they're Colorado's best estimators and contractors. And on top of all of that, they're part of the DNV family and have been part of the DNVR family. So that means that they are going to treat you with the care that you need. So if you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com and tell them the DNVR sent you. And if you're in Las Vegas and you want to check out the Broncos, get their first victory, yeah. you should be doing it over at Circa Resorts and mm. Casinos where you can get 20% off your stay using code DNVR. It is the first ever adults-only casino, so you don't have to worry about kids ruining mm. your fun time. Go out there and have a great time where when it happens in Vegas, it stays in Vegas. <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays <laughs> in Vegas. Um, they have three-story stadium-style um, projector screens. They have a 143-by-40-foot LED screen, which is massive, which you will be able to watch every second of the Broncos and that would have been terrible to have to watch that oh, Miami gosh. game. Oh, gosh. On that giant screen. At some point, they would have turned it off, right? Yeah, they, they had, would have they had to yeah. something else. At least you're in the pool. That's true. Drinks yep. right there. You don't yep. have to get out of the pool for the nice drinks. Nice weather. But you, I feel like after that, you will find people just holding themselves underwater. Like, <laughs> yes. like enough's enough. <laughs> uh, they have a 4,000-person ca uh, capacity. They're open 365 days a year. There's six pools, two spas, 15,000 square feet of wet space, two swim bars, cabanas, super cabanas that hold up to 50 guests. Literally, you can do it all at Circa in Vegas using code DMVR to get 20% off your stay Man. i am overdue for a trip to vegas mm. it has been way too long well i think we all might be going out there at the beginning of january maybe beginning of february super bowl both probably both. yes yeah. yes that's true super bowl in yeah. vegas this mm -hmm. year yeah i'm not even gonna be recovered by then oh my goodness that a month is, is not enough incredible yeah it's gonna be great wow so broncos raiders vegas week 18 i believe that's january 7th january 8th yeah and then yeah super bowl a week later Damn, Man, that could that's be, gonna be first awesome. overall pick on the line wow because yeah raiders are only one and two right now and Josh McDaniels, I just saw, odds-wise, he is now the leader in the clubhouse to be the first coach fired. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Taking I that right away from Brandon Staley. I shouldn't even Both ask this, division. but was Sean Payton on the board? Uh, he is He is on the board, yeah. I actually There's haven't no seen way. where There's he no is. Way. There's no, no way. There's no way. I believe you can't do that. Last week, he was like uh, 100 to 1 to be the okay. first coach fired. So, I mean, way far back. Yep. But I think like... Andy Reid was 250 to 1, okay. so Sean was like way far back, but he wasn't mm -hmm. the furthest. I actually haven't seen the updated. I'll look at that because uh, those odds were just emailed to me. But yeah, Sean's not going to be the first. There's no way. No. You wouldn't think so. No, you certainly There's wouldn't. There's no way. Um, unless maybe they lose this game, then ownership starts thinking, I don't, need, I don't think so, though. Um, but let's talk about this game. Break it down with our whiteboard Wednesday. The keys for the Broncos to get their first dub in Chicago this weekend. And let's hit the first one. It is... Black Jack. Mm. Black Jack. The point is to get to what? 21. 21 mm -hmm. points and you and you win, right? You win. Yes. If, if you hit 21, you win. <laughs> what yeah. do you mean, right? Like, this is your thing. You should know this. Exa I'm, I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying for this right? to be interactive. Yeah. You know? oh, okay. So you get okay. to 21 points at Black Jack and you win. Yes. If the Broncos get to 21 points, 
Justin Fields' history tells them that they will win. <laughs> How crazy is this? The Bears have never won a game with Justin Fields as their quarterback where they score 21 points or more. Every single one of their wins with Justin Fields as their quarterback have been when they score 20 or less points. Now, I'm a little worried saying this is a magic number because the Broncos' defense has been so bad this year, and yeah. I could see them giving up 24 points to Justin Fields and losing because of that. But that's just crazy for a starting quarterback yeah. in the NFL to have never won a game scoring 21 or more points. So that's one of the magic numbers with Blackjack. The other magic number, the Bears have never won a game with Justin Fields as their quarterback when he's thrown 21 or more passes. Mm -hmm. So make Justin Fields pass the ball. That's not a crazy thing to say because he's a very dynamic runner. Um, but make Justin Fields pass the ball. Just get to 21 points, and you should win this game. Those yeah. stats are pretty crazy, but you have to remember... Justin Fields only won two games his rookie year and only won three games last year. <laughs> yeah. So there aren't a lot of like wins to be it's working true. with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like Peyton Manning who won hundreds of games. But you know what's crazy with Justin Fields? I was trying to find like a magic number specifically for him. Uh -huh. um, and I thought there was going to be something with rushing. He hits 100 yeah. rushing yards and the Bears win half their games. Mm -hmm. Or that's when he gets all three of his wins. Or he hits 150 rushing yards and they're guaranteed to win. There's no correlation with Justin Fields' and play. And yeah. Yeah, with, with nothing, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. Like, the Broncos are in a bad spot right now, but there's, like, somewhat maybe an identity. The, the Bears, you can't find any identity. Yeah. How many times do you think Justin Fields fumbled last year? Oh, geez. Played 15 games. Uh, 17? 16. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That is tough, yeah. In hindsight, I should have made one of my keys, like, force a fumble yeah. or something. Yeah, seriously. Damn. Well, let's hop into the next key of the whiteboard to win this, and it is be nice. Mm. Yeah. Uh, don't give up 70 points again this week. Keep it to uh, 69 or less. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, like, it's kind of joking, but, like... <laughs> I hope it's joking. Just, like, big picture. You got to pull it together. Yeah. Like, I don't even... <laughs> you can get into details if you want. Nothing. Come on. Like, just... Just something like just not that 70 point defensive effort, which when you pass it off to like the Bears on offense instead of the Dolphins turns out to be like 35 points, maybe 30 points. Yeah. But still, just whatever you did on defense, do different. Don't do Could <laughs> you put up ah, 70, 70. I can't believe it still. Oh, my gosh. You guys aren't going to believe this. I just pulled up the odds for the first coach to be fired. I told you last week, I think Sean Payton was 100 to one after losing by 50. 33 to 1. So he has crept way up there. He's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. He's tied for the seventh highest odds. There's no way he's fired. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> if anything, he'll become the GM and right. coach before right. he be fired. 100%. Yes, it's not going to yeah. happen. Yep, I'll take those odds for sure. All right, let's get back to the whiteboard. Next key for this is uh, bear trap. Yeah, I think this is Ooh. for the Broncos, man. We cannot get caught in this bear trap. The thing about the Bears is they're a very terrible team, but if you give them any life, if you don't go in and punch them in the mouth and show them that it's not a game, they will hang on and they'll find a way to beat you in the end because they're both two terrible teams and this is the only game they really feel like in their locker room they have the capability to win. Mm -hmm. So you can get caught in that bear trap if you want, but I wouldn't do it. I would go in there and show them how you guys play football the very first quarter and not leave it to chance or leave, give them any opening um, for you to get caught in that bear trap. And truthfully for them, I feel like they're going to come out and run the ball. They're averaging about 100 yards rushing a game, which is like middle of the pack. They rush a lot, but 
After giving up 350, I feel like they're going to feel confident <laughs> that they can put together some run plays Probably against should. you. So do not get caught in this bear trap. Go out there, play good football to start the game, and close it out. Because if you punch them in the mouth early, they'll go away. Yeah, and this plays into uh, the Broncos' strengths well with having great first-half starts and then falling apart in the second half. Mm -hmm. However, I think if you come out great against this team, they the Bears will just quit by the yeah. second half. So even if you fall apart in the second half, I still think you're going to win. You're not going to blow an 18-point lead to the <laughs> Bears because simply the Bears aren't going to score 18 points in the second half for uh -huh. you to have to compete with, even against this Broncos defense. So this is a week where you don't have to have a good second half. You can be as bad in the second half as long as you come out strong. So I think that's such a great point, Todd. Mm -hmm. it, it feels like one of those weeks where I hope Alex and Josie just angry and I feel like they're going to be really mad. Same thing with like Quinn Miners. Feels like he's just going to be super pissed off. I think that hopefully is just the tone in the locker room is like, I can't believe this happened. Let's just go take this out on these other losers because, you know, yeah. like I hope that that's the vibe because they really are capable of making this game ugly for the Bears. Mm -hmm. I th basically any team in the league is and they should have plenty of motivation I yeah. hope they're not like moping and sad. And I said that and realized Josie might not be playing. Like, we'll that's get the exactly update what I was going to ask, which means your guy Drew Sanders could yeah. be in there. I I go Justin Sternad. Like he was wow. the backup Mike during all of training camp. Yeah. Like ever since Jonas Griffith went down, it's Justin who is taking those reps. After seeing last week, especially knowing they're going to run the ball, all you need is somebody who's going to be in the right place. The body. Exactly. <laughs> like just put the body in the hole and yeah. you're going to be fine. And Justin, I. I trust to do that. Yeah. Drew may be good for his development to get him reps, and I think they still probably want him to take over the job next year. Like, you don't spend a second-round pick on a guy or early third-round pick on a guy and not expect him to take that job next year. So I bet that it's him, if not Josie, but Justin's probably the smart move. Speaking of Justin, hopefully Justin Simmons is back, too. You're yeah. not worried about Justin Fields beating you through the air like mm -hmm. Tua did last week, but hopefully you can have uh, Justin back for tackling purposes. Yeah, I think they need him. If I was him, man, I'd, I'd wait until I was really healthy. Yep. Though. This game is not Spot one that's going to need me. Yeah. And if there are trade rumors, i got to be healthy if I'm about, about to leave. So. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. you want to stay. Yeah. <laughs> In which case, you're like, you don't want to be super healthy. Uh -huh. yeah. You just be hurt all year. At this yeah. point, huh. I don't blame Justin for... No. If, I want to see him succeed. Yeah. Exactly. If, he, if he wants to leave at this point, I think... Um, they should allow him to do so. He's been here. He's given you all he's had, and it's worked out for him. But mm -hmm. it still hasn't been any other winning seasons that he's he wants. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's a great player, and he deserves to be on a good Super Bowl contending team. And we're gonna have these conversations, especially if the Broncos keep losing more in depth. But the Broncos did right when they decided to move on from Von Miller, sending him to the Rams, but then turned out to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what would happen with Justin because a bad team isn't going to trade for Justin. Yep. It's going to be a contending team. So, man, it would stink if it, it comes to that. But I would also feel good for Justin himself to, to go with a winner because he certainly has played like a winner. All right, next whiteboard topic. We've got Get Taylor. Yeah, it's the best I could come up with. The run fits. Got fit the runs right. Uh -huh. Like, it's been terrible. So it up. Exactly. And that's going back. Yeah. Getting back to the, uh, to like the Drew Sanders, Justin Sternat. Like, that's terrifying. The fact that you could be botching those run fits. And I think they were using like the safeties in the run fits, and that wasn't really working either. Like, those guys were lost as well. You've got to get that figured out because it doesn't matter how bad the Bears are. 
if you're just giving them open running lanes. Yeah. Like, if there's just space right there because some guy was like, oh, no, I'm going over here today. Like, it doesn't matter how bad the other team is. It's just simple, fundamental things that I hope get cleaned up because they never had an issue with that in the past. Yeah. Like, in this, like, honestly, since Josie got here and probably even back when you were playing, like, I don't remember these sorts of mistakes. Like, there were games where you kind of get pushed around, but those even were pretty rare and nobody ever seemed like consistently out of place. Yeah. yeah, I feel like um, there's definitely something that needs to be cleaned up because if you watched the film last week, there was times where they had it was 11 personnel on offense, so mm -hmm. one running back, one tight end, and then we had five down D linemen in the game, well, three D linemen, two outside linebackers, mm -hmm. and then we had one linebacker in the middle of the field. Yep. And based on those schemes, there's only one gap open that the linebacker should fill. Other than that, every gap should be taken up by a D lineman. Mm -hmm. So how they were gashing us for 50 yards a pop against that defense, I have no clue what was going on because there literally should be nowhere for them to be able to run. Yeah, it's so simple. And and like that defense is designed for that reason. Like that that became popular in the last couple of years because of all the teams taking like the Kyle Shanahan like wide zone, like the the run fits just kind of get complicated and tough to to predict like because they have all those double teams and stuff right so you have the each guy in each gap and all of a sudden like it kind of ruins the double teams you have like fits that just are very simple and make sense and you shouldn't be getting gashed and you're going up against that exact running game and i it's it's just confusing to watch yeah it certainly is let's hope they can get it figured out next whiteboard topic is less is more as mm. in dj Moore. Justin Fields, he hasn't even been a weapon for uh, the Bears, even with his feet this year. They just haven't used him right. He hasn't been able to take advantage of it. Literally the one semi-dangerous player that the the Bears have on offense is DJ Moore. And the Broncos and Pat Sertan know that better than anyone because DJ Moore, and he was I with forgot, yeah. Carolina last year. Devontae Adams got Pat Sertan once last year. And DJ Moore yep. got the best of Pat last year. Outside of that, Pat shut down 15 teams. But we know that DJ Moore is a good receiver, and he is their only receiver in this game. He leads the Bears in receiving 11 catches, 170 yards, one touchdown. Those aren't crazy stats by any means. Guess how many receiving yards their next receiver has. So not tight end, not running back. Their next receiver has on the entire season through three games. Their second leading receiver yards. 54 was. yards. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'll go 60. Todd, spot on. 53 <laughs> yards. 53 yards. Russell Wilson ran for more yards in week two <laughs> than their second leading receiver has all season. It is wild. So the 170 yards that DJ Moore has looks incredible for them. What you do here, you put Pat Sertan on DJ Moore. You don't need anyone else to, to help him out. D Justin Fields and DJ Moore are not going to burn this. But what I do... Todd, you said it all week. Make it vanilla. Mm -hmm. Make the game plan vanilla. Pat Sertan, you're in man coverage on DJ Moore all game. You're following him all game. If you really need help with Damari Mathis uh, in man coverage on someone else, then you can have Justin Simmons or DTY or uh, Kareem Jackson over him. But you're not going to need that help. Mm -hmm. Just make it simple. Pat Sertan on DJ Moore. Yeah, I think that's a great fit. I hope we hopefully we finally see Pat follow the number one, number one receiver. We were supposed to see it last week. It didn't really come out. I think we saw him follow him a little bit in man coverage, yeah. but then it automatically, automatically gave them a tell when you were exactly. in zone. Like, yep. you got to have him follow him nonstop so that way you won't be able to tell 
right off the bat if it's man or zone. But like you said, there's she very vanilla. And the good thing about cover one is you can run it a couple different ways. Um, whether you are in cover one or cover nine with two inside hook droppers to where everybody's playing outside man, like just play man. You can play different versions of man, sure. but right, just right, play right. man, you know? Totally agree. Yep. And let's round out our whiteboard Wednesday with our final key to the game of Goldfield Syndrome. You guys know what this is? No. I, I cheated. I looked it up because uh, I had no idea what it was. <laughs> so if you guys are Adam Sandler's fans, this is what uh, uh, Lucy has in 51st Dates. <laughs> so this is the mindset I feel like Bob needs to have about last week. Like, it never happened. You don't need to think about it anymore. You got to go into this game fresh because if you continue to think about it, it's only going to spill, spill over in the other game. So... Have that short-term memory loss as best as you can. Forget about it because you got to move on. I mean, you can't let that game affect this game. This game has to be fresh. This game has to be new. I think if you think about the, you know, the back or the the season, you know, that's already happened. Mm -hmm. You maybe go to a close game that you had against the Raiders um, or a close game you had against Washington. Like you completely forget that Miami game altogether. I love that. Yep. I love that, Todd. You killed it with that one. And Henry, you were uh, uh, down on yourself. Forget Taylor. That one's a good one too. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. It's not um, bad. I also like our next segment. We are talking to the one and only Brian Baldinger. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at Fubo TV. Use the code DNVR. Go to fubotv.com slash DNVR to get uh, a discount on your Fubo TV. When you sign up, you can get Pac-12, college football, all the college football you need, Broncos, NFL Network, Red Zone. I mean, come on. You want Red Zone? FuboTV.com slash DNVR is the best way to get Red Zone, especially if you don't want to watch 50-point blowouts so you want to flip <laughs> on other games. You get to Fubo, get that Red Zone TV. Now is the time to do it. Make sure to go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. And shout out to our friends over at Splash Sports, where DNVR has a weekly pick X contest for everyone to participate for real money. This is how you enter. Head to SplashSports.com forward slash DNVR. The link is in the description and sign up. Deposit cash to get started and enter DNVR's weekly NFL pick X contest for just $20. And they have some crazy prizes, like the first prize is... What was it, $7,000? Yeah, it's crazy. Then it's like $1,000. Then it's like 900 bucks. So a lot of winning wow. to be done there. Uh, the more people who enter, the larger the prize. They'll be running weekly contests all year, so make sure you keep the link handy. And go to splashsports.com forward slash DNVR to sign up. And let's hop over and talk to our guy, Brian Baldinger, with, of course, Baldy's Breakdowns. And what a great person to talk to today because, Brian, you have seen so much football in your life. And was Sunday's defensive performance that the Broncos had the worst defense you've ever seen? It was up there. I can't think of too many games where I saw it worse. Chicago had one of those kind of performances against Kansas City. I haven't seen I haven't seen 10 touchdowns scored, you know, and the, and the coach shut it down. They might have been able to score more. I mean, the backup quarterback comes in with some players I've never heard of and scored touchdowns. <laughs> it, you know, I, what, what really, out of all the plays, I mean, you could say, okay, third play, here's Tyreek Hill, 54 yards. Like, we're not surprised. We've seen that before. But, you know, Devonta Chain, came into this game carrying the ball one time for five yards. And he left like he was Barry Sanders. Like, I haven't <laughs> seen that before from a rookie back come in and do what he did, where it looks like they've never tackled in their life, and they let a rookie back that really hadn't played yet look like Barry Sanders. Like, that, that to me, 
was shocking. And on that second touchdown drive where they went the length of the field and he scored in the eight-yard touchdown run, like literally they ran the same play. You know, like I've seen coaches double up plays because they work, and sometimes you double up a play because it should have worked. But I've never seen a coach just triple up a play and run toss crack. The same direction, <laughs> formation, and just, you know, Raheem Mostert a chain and score on it. Like I haven't seen that. I always feel like Mike McDaniel was just playing with them at that point. <laughs> uh, I mean, where do the Broncos even go from here? Like when you give up 70 points and you lose by 50 and you're 0-3, like what, what's, what's next? How do you bounce back? Well, I, you know, I saw where Sean Payton was really kind of in a dilemma whether to show the film or not show the film. You know, because mm-hmm. there's, there's two totally different philosophies. Let's just flush it and move on. And he decided, no, we're going to sit and watch it. We're going to painfully watch it. We're going to just pick apart certain mistakes. Like if you're running toss crack against us, would somebody for crying out loud speak up and say yes. the crack back is coming? Like some, like miscommunication, you know, Brandon, you know, Johnson, look, he might be a nice young player. Like let's just figure out pre-snap penalties, offensive pass interference, like some of these things that took touchdowns away last week. Like let's just clean that stuff up. Um, you know, I think that's, that's a start. Um, I thought that, you know, from a positive standpoint, look, from the opening series, three plays, 75 yards, you knew it was going to be a track meet. So I thought for the first quarter and a half, they stayed in the track meet. Marvin mm-hmm. Mims, maybe they found a good player in Marvin. Like, he seems to be getting behind defenses right now. Russell's playing pretty good, but he's hit he's hit way too much right now. So, you know, like, for a quarter and a half, it looked like, okay, this might be fun. And then, it, it, you know, 21-10 became 28-35, and it was ugly. So it was over. But I just thought – you got to take what you've done well. Russell's played pretty good football. The turnovers are horrible. They're not taking the ball away. Why is that? Like, sometimes they come in bunches, but you can't keep losing the turnover battle like they did on Sunday, like they did the week before against Washington. You can't lose the turnover battle and win games. It just It's not going to happen. So that has to stop. And then, I think I talked about it last week, but just knowing Sean Payton, like, he is just it, – it's. Like, the word is maniacal, but he's worse than that when it comes to red zone offense. <laughs> like, Cortland Sutton dropping a touchdown pass. Like, that stuff drives them nuts. Going back to week one against the Raiders, they're down there, you know, I don't know, at the five-yard line, they, they can't score. Like, it's driving them. Like, he'll kick the field goals because you got to kick a field goal. But he don't want to kick any field goals. He wants to score touchdowns, and they're not doing it right now. I definitely feel like they need to score touchdowns. I want to go back to a point where you talked about players' mistakes and being able to clean it up. Um, specifically, you mentioned that toss crack. I think I saw Randy Gregory get cracked on multiple times, and he never looked to the wide receiver. Right. He kept running upfield. Um, and as a veteran outside linebacker, I feel like that's something he should know. At this point, is it more talent, or is it just him understanding his job, and is it something that he can correct, or is it kind of too far gone? Well, it should only happen once. Yes. And then mm-hmm. it should never happen again. Like, you have to look for it. You have to feel it. Somebody's got to be telling him. Here comes, here it comes. I mean, River Craycraft is lined up there for a reason. Yep. Like there to, now to actually get blocked by a wide receiver. If I'm Randy Gregory, it's embarrassing. Like you feel the crack, you just swat him. Like swat, swat. Like a wide receiver can't stick his helmet into my ribs and stay blocked. You can't. You just can't. You play right over the top. Like you have to defeat the block. So there's two things: communication there helps, and then Randy Gregory. You know. You, you can't you can't get blocked you can't stay blocked you can't be blocked like it just can't happen like Nick 
I don't care if it's Nick Bosa, if it's, you know, Randy Gregory. Like, you can't get blocked on that play. Brian, because if, do you... You defeat, if you defeat that block, the whole play gets blown up. Yeah. There is no touchdown. There's nothing. Everything, all the downfield blocks don't matter because the pursuit is going to stretch it, and you're never going to get that turn up into the alley. So it's never going to happen. So that block is the key block to defeat. And that's why if you're going to run that play, you better get somebody that knows how to make that block. And there's a lot of different ways to coach it, but you, that block makes the play. Brian, I know it's only three weeks into the season here, uh, but with all of these issues on defense, does there need to be a change uh, on defense, whether it's uh, the defensive coordinator, a lot of people calling for Vance Joseph's job in Denver this week, or do you need to just make some changes and pull some guys out of the starting lineup? Does something big need to happen? Well, I mean, teams have done that. Yeah, I mean, defense coordinators get fired in this league. Sometimes you fire them just to be the fall guy, just to have a different voice in the room. But after you give up 10 touchdowns like they did, I mean, every defensive coordinator would feel like their head's on the chopping block. They have to feel that way. You know, it's on their, it's on their watch. And so uh, I think it's a little early for that. I mean, Sean Payton, if he cuts ties this quickly, then you start really questioning, well, what, what about this whole staff? Is right. it just Vance? Is it? Sean Payton's staff, did he not get the right guys? Like, whatever. I think it's a little early to pull the plug. You got a very winnable game in Chicago this weekend. Winning is the best deodorant for all this stuff. Um, but, you know, they, like, the one thing I always thought about Vance Joseph is because of the way that he pressured the quarterback, they took the ball away a lot in, in Arizona. They, they had takeaways. They're, they're not taking the ball away at all. They're not causing any fumbles. They're not intercepting any passes. Like they're not getting their hands on any ball. Like, they got to start taking it away. And sometimes pressure does that. And sometimes just being relentless about popping a ball out the way some teams are, like, that's got to start changing. If you're going to give up yards, you can live with that if you take it away. If you just look at Sean Payton's history, the year he won a Super Bowl in New Orleans, they led the league in takeaways. All right? So, like, that's you – need, you need to start taking it away. You can't be – minus four in the turnover battle after three games and think you're going to have a winning record. Yeah. I mean, when you look at these two teams and the bears and the Broncos, you know, we just had the discussion. Are those the two worst teams in the NFL? I mean, do do you think that they are like, are are we about to watch the potentially the matchup of the two teams most likely to go get Caleb Williams at the end of the year this weekend? Well, you might have said before last week that Arizona could have been yep. in that. But Arizona yeah. was in every game, and then they just beat the Dallas Cowboys. And then you just beat them. They beat them. They ran for 220 yards. They played airtight red zone defense. I mean, they did everything that they didn't do in the first two games to finish games. So I feel like Denver isn't the worst team. I mean, the one-point loss to, to, to the Raiders, who are a bad team, I feel like the Raiders are worse, even though the Raiders beat them. Like, just mm-hmm. the way that team is playing and the lack of belief in any part of that team. I feel like Denver's better um, than that, but the record is what the record is. So, uh, But I would say Chicago, though, like, I can't find any sort of shining light. You fire the defense coordinator for things <laughs> that probably haven't been told yet. The quarterback speaks out after two weeks against the offensive coordinator and the design. Um, it was 41 nothing seven minutes into the third quarter the other day and Taylor Swift, he wasn't sure exactly what color Jersey, you know, Travis Kelsey had on. <laughs> like it was ugly. So 
I feel like the way they're playing, like that looks like the worst team to me. I huh? definitely agree. I think that the the Bears are the worst team in the NFL. Um, they don't do many things right or well. Um, the only category where they're not in the bottom of the league is rushing. They average 101 rushing yards a game. Um, after seeing the Broncos give up 350, um, do you think it's a smart game plan for them to just come out and try to pound the ball as much as they can, run a couple of toss cracks, and basically try to win the game on, in, on the ground and take the ball out of Justin Fields' hand? Well, Justin Fields is going to be a part of the run game. And one of the reasons why you know they led the league in rushing last year Justin ran for over 1,000 yards. And, you know, he's running the ball a lot this year in scrambles, design runs. Um, but you can't – I mean, it'd be nice if you could just be Barry Switzer at Oklahoma in the <laughs> mid-'70s and just run the wishbone, you know. Like, but this you, – you know, on third and eight, you're probably not going to run the ball, and you're going to be in that situation. So you still have to throw it. But, yeah, I would lean heavily on the run, you know, and just see just, you know, if they could get off blocks, if they can, you know – you know, if they can figure out the run fits and all that kind of stuff that you got to just be basic, you know, to any sort of defense, every defense, the gap defense, if you could just get to your gaps, you know, and make them earn their yards. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd see if they could do that, but I, I think they're going to have to do a little bit more um, than that. The one thing that disturbs me, though, about Chicago's defense, and you know this, is that every game plan starts with, all right, what, what do you want to take away? Let's take this away. Like last week, Travis Kelsey. That'd be a good idea. Third down, red zone. Like, let's take Travis away. Well, they, they never did that. They, they, they never hit him <laughs> off the line. They never doubled him. They, like, he just ran like he was a, a third-string tight end to the open spots. And, he, he, like, it was ridiculous. And so, like, I feel like they don't start with the basics of taking something away. Like, I would say, okay, to Denver, I'd go, let's pressure Russell Wilson. It seems like... Like, that's the best formula right now for this to sink this offense. Let's figure out a way to do that. But they haven't done that. They haven't blitzed. They've played the most amount of zone defense of any team in this league. And if I'm Russell, I'm thinking, okay, this is my 300-yard, four-touchdown pass game. Mm -hmm. It's coming. Let's put it together. Let's go. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. And, Brian, last one for you. I know I'm looking ahead a little bit, but you were just out with the New York Jets getting some intel on them. Broncos play the Jets a week from now. Is there a chance that Trevor Simeon is going to be their starting quarterback come two weeks? What, what's going on in that Jets organization right now? Well, I heard that when I walked in the building today, mm. and I was shocked because Trevor Simeon played for Chicago last year against the Jets and the jet that was the Jets last win and Chicago couldn't score that day and that film the Jets watched that film they got their seventh win that day they never went on didn't win another game um Trevor Simeon has been a disaster in this business I don't know how he helps that football team Zach Wilson's got his own issues the offensive line look they juggled the whole thing last week they played a rookie never played guard before he played guard like it was a mess but the quarterback right now is a mess. And I don't know if he can be fixed. I, I don't know if they can. Defense, look, they gave up 13 points last week. They gave up too many third down conversions. But they gave up 13 points. And most Sundays, I'm speaking to a team that just gave up 70. Um, <laughs> most teams, if you give up 13 points, you feel like you got a, you know, better than an 80% chance of winning that game. You know, and, and they yeah. didn't. So, They've, they've got a lot of problems. Denver has a chance to get healthy here the next two weeks.
Yeah, thank goodness mm-hmm. that the Broncos play two teams that have a lot of problems as they're dealing with their own. And I lied. Actually, one quick one, because you said her name. Is Brian Baldinger a Swifty? No. <laughs> I don't know one song. You know, Taylor Swift, like I, I'm in Philadelphia. Like, she's from Reading, Pennsylvania. It's right over the bridge. She's an hour away from Philly. Like, honestly, um, hometown hero, whatever. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know one song. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not a Swifty. I hear... She just made a billion dollars on her tour, so God bless her. Like, obviously, she's got fans around the world, but um, it's not that I'm not a fan. I just don't listen to that music. Well, you know what? I think Broncos fans appreciate that since now she's riding with the Chiefs. So, Brian, awesome insight. Thank you so much. We're so pumped to have you on next week. Maybe talking about a one-win Broncos team. Thanks so much for your insight, Brian. Man, awesome, awesome insight. Love those conversations with Brian. And I mean, the chat was going crazy with it too. He Mm -hmm. knows ball. Yeah, he does, without a doubt. He definitely Um, does. He studies ball. He's played for a long time and he knows a lot of the intricate details. I admire his uh, work ethic, breaking down every single game because there's no way I could do that. So he definitely knows what he's talking about and knows football. My favorite part is when he comes on and then says things, they're kind of like things we've said. Like you were bringing up like the toss cracks and it's like, yeah, that's right. We talked about that. Or like the... uh, like they didn't take anything away. It's like, oh, we were talking about that. They did <laughs> nothing. He's just so smart that when he says something that you said, you're just like, oh, I, I know my stuff. <laughs> um, all right. So let's tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook where, man, we didn't ask Brian his, predic- his prediction for this week, but the way he was talking, he thinks the Broncos are going to win this game. Mm-hmm. I don't know about against the, the Jets, even though they're in shambles, he, he told mm-hmm. us, but seems like the Broncos should win this game and if you want to use bonus bets to bet on this game use promo code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings Sportsbook where you're going to turn $5 into $200 in bonus bets instantly what's so cool about this is you literally place a $5 bet over at DraftKings Sportsbook after using the promo code DNVR you place that bet $200 in bonus bets are going to hit your account right away which then you can use so bet on Thursday night football this week and then you can use that for CSU or CU USC or Broncos Bears. So head over to the App Store now, download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that deal. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 Hope New York or text Hope NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Please call 888 789 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Louisiana 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsibly gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and advice restrictions apply well I, I missed that you, I what, what'd you say I missed that <laughs> yeah I actually I got a bonus bet um because I like missed some other bet that gave me a $10 bonus bet yep. Colorado to beat USC uh Falcons to win the NFC South then the Avs to win the Stanley Cup Pays out twenty eight hundred bucks. Wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they might pays. be all over it <laughs> come yeah, Sunday morning. But see, the, the good thing is now I don't have to actually bet any money on USC or on Colorado mm. beat USC because it's like, yeah, this will just be alive. So yeah. I'll feel pretty good. Um, also, though, gotta give a shout out to our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Um, I've actually been drinking quite a few Breckenridge beers. Most it's football season, you know, so it's like Saturdays. You come down here, have a have a couple of Broncos country. Uh, beers because those are actually our beer of the month here at the bar so you can get them at a discount um 
Really recommend those, uh, but you really just can't go wrong with Breckenridge beers. It's a strawberry sky. That's just like the best. Everybody likes it. Everybody likes a strawberry sky. Like my yeah. girlfriend likes it. She doesn't even really drink beer. And she'll be like, yeah, like it's nice. But then like even the hardcore beer people who are yeah. like, oh, I like like this like fancy, like you know, they only made like one batch and it's from New Hampshire or something. But but like they'll drink it and be like, oh, this is actually really good. There's not too much strawberry. It's just like a good beer. So that's that's probably my favorite. Um, but there's so many awesome beers and you can get most of them down here at the bar. Oh, also right now, if you want, um, you can head over to... Uh, Oh, never mind. That is now <laughs> Women's World Cup is over. Uh, but yeah, uh, Breckenridge Brewery, they're awesome. And uh, use the breckbrew.com for the beer locator. Well, name me one beer from New Hampshire, Hank. Oh, there's. I, mean, I bet there's like a <laughs> New Hampshire pale ale. Like if you just like take the state name, like there's definitely like New Hampshire Brewing Company, you, you know? Think so? I'm sure. <laughs> like, like that's always like the first one that gets taken. Like there's a Denver beer company. That's true, that's you true. Know? What n- name, uh, what is New Hampshire known for? Mm, I don't know. I can't think of anything. It's Vermont maple syrup, right? Exactly. Isn't Vermont maple syrup? Yeah. Yeah, New that's Hampshire. the only thing about them. New Hampshire. Like, can, you, can you name the capital? Oh, yes, I can. Um, I don't oh, think maybe can. I can't. Maybe I can't. Maybe I can't. Todd, do you know the capital? Heck no. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't get it either. Oh wow! Whoa! Never would have gotten that. She's over there googling. (laughs) 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 She has two, three computers in front of her. She said she didn't Google it though. Um, Okay, let's do. Let's get into something that we do know. We know the comment section. And speaking of the comment section, we've got a lot of people tuning in right now. And only a handful of you have hit us with wow. a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate a thumbs up. It really helps us out. And we really appreciate everyone rolling with us, even though this season has not gone to plan. So we really appreciate everyone who's rocking and rolling with us. And let's get to some super chats. David Freeze comes in and says, thinking of buying tickets for this weekend's game in Chicago if they drop low enough. I can't find any info on the website about a tailgate. Uh, for the Broncos tailgate, I think you actually go to the CHGO Bears account since we're hosting a joint tailgate with the Bears and Broncos. But crazy enough, this game is in Chicago. There's going to be more Broncos fans at our tailgate than Bears fans. That just shows this stadium's definitely going to have blue and orange because it's the Bears. Yeah. But I think there's going to be a lot of Broncos fans there too. And that's crazy because the Bears are such a historic Mm -hmm. team. Like they have like a cult following almost. Like they've all just kind of like written them off and they're done. Yeah. Speaking of writing them off, and if you want to buy a ticket, use that game time. Use that code DNVR. Yes. Um, speaking of tickets, though, and people writing the team off, away games for the Broncos the rest of the way have a much higher resale value than home games. Mm. It's sad that to see. Sad. It's sad to see. Maybe it'll turn around. Maybe maybe those Jets games tickets will go up after a win this yep. week. I know. I've got like friends here who moved down here from Montana around the same time I did. And all of them, like, they've never seen what Denver's like when the Broncos are good. Yeah. Like, we've had the run with, like, the Avs and the run with the Nuggets. But the Broncos, it's just, like, crazy when it works. But it's just, and it's sad. When did they move down here? 2019. So it's them. I think <laughs> it's yes, it is them. It is them. <laughs> they yep. came from Montana, brought that wow. Montana tradition down. Uh, is it, that reminds me. I brought this up on TSP yesterday. But um, so same that same, like, group. Mostly live here now, but a couple came down for the Arizona Colorado game in 2021. So that's when Arizona had lost like it was like 19, 20 straight games. Colorado was having like 
the Colorado season where like they're they're terrible. ESPN called it the pillow fight of the week. Um, and so I have like <laughs> these friends who are from Montana come down and they like go to the game and they're just like, oh, th- this was not really all that fun at all. Like this sucks. <laughs> get, I mean, they're used to Montana football, so oh, yeah. you know they get excited. Uh-huh. But now they re- they refuse to go to get not refuse, but like they had the option Colorado, Nebraska, or Broncos Raiders. Chose Broncos Raiders, which is crazy. Yeah, but that's just that. Wow. You have the one bad experience. Yeah, that's pillow true. Pillow fight true. of the week. But is, we've got our pillow fight of the week. I was this just going to say, is this yep. a pillow fight of the week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Seth Stewart says, even with my team, uh, the joke of the league, I'm still here. Still a fan, still tuned into DNVR. Love you guys, and I appreciate all the work you guys put in. Try to stay positive. It's getting hard. We love you, Seth. Thanks so much for rolling with us. And, you know, once it gets to this point in the season, you just you just yeah. laugh. Mm-hmm. Week there's four, really nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Once you get to week four, I mean, I, can I do can't believe la- it's not oh. even October. I know it's crazy. At least the Bears game is October, so we can start turning the page. Maybe I just I just don't know where I'm going to be mentally if they're two and three. Because right now it's like season is over. There's no coming back from this. But you're probably going to be two and three in two weeks. I guess ESPN does say they'd favor the Jets. It's like a Wow. 47% chance the Broncos win. So you're still right there. What's this one? Do you know? Uh, I think it's like 53 for the Broncos. Oh, geez. That's really uh, close. 52.8. Yep. Wow. That's yeah. way closer than I mean, the one. Both pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I, so if you're sitting here at two and three, all of a sudden, like, we could be talking about you steal one from the Chiefs, and yeah. all of a sudden you're very much in playoff contention. I've thought about this a lot the past 24 Ugh. hours. Just there's kind of three scenarios mm-hmm. heading. Uh, uh, into this these next two weeks. You're two and three. You feel some momentum, and you pull two of the next three games, which is two against the Chiefs, one against the Packers. So that means you beat the Packers, and then you pull off an upset against the Chiefs, which would do wonders for this team mm-hmm. if they beat the Chiefs and they're two and three. That means you're going into the bye four and four. That means that you're four and one, in your last five games, like the season has totally turned around. Uh-huh. You're back in this thing. Or option two, you're two and three, <laughs> and then you lose the next three games, and it turns out that these two were just the two easiest yeah. games on your schedule, and you're not the worst team in the NFL. You're two and six going into the bye, and the bye week is also the trade deadline, so you're probably selling some stuff off right, right then. Mm-hmm. Or you go one and two over these next two games, or oh and two, and then there is legitimate... I mean, not just talk. You are the worst team in the NFL. So it's wild how much these two games actually do matter for what it could mean because you you get on a two-game win streak, Todd. That could be some momentum going into the Chiefs. Now, I know that's a stretch, but, I mean, there could be momentum there. There could be. There could. I'm not holding my breath right now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If it happens, I'll be one of the happiest persons uh, in the world, but I'm not – banking on it but let's see what happens man i say any given sunday so you never know what's going to happen um but i can't say i'm holding my breath to watch it you gotta you gotta climb the ladder and this is the bottom rung gotta be able to beat the chicago bears and if you can't do that obviously season's over but i mean come on can you it's a 50 50 game right like that's why how uh I don't know. You should be able to find a way to beat the, the, the Bears. I agree. I agree. We're getting our game fix tomorrow. We'll see if we actually 
believe that. And final super chat, the Campo says, my boys love the pod. Thanks for keeping us sane during the week. What's your thoughts on why the team hasn't made any changes and where would you like to see a change, if any? I just think they haven't made changes because I don't know if it puts the team in a better position if they make changes to coordinators or even Mm -hmm. moving players around. I think the best players we have right now on this roster are starting for us. Um, And where would I like to see a change if there was one to be made? I don't see us trading for anybody right now. (laughs) Um, But it's it's weird to say, but I would love to see um, some changes kind of in the interior of the D-line. I feel Mm -hmm. like we really could use... um, some pass rush dominant mm-hmm. interior D linemen um, to really help us get after the quarterback. Yeah, there's really only mm-hmm. a few spots that you can have change on the defensive side. Um, outside linebackers, you're kind of where you are with mm-hmm. them. Frank mm-hmm. Clark's hurt, so you got to roll with the three healthy guys that you have. So no changes there. Defensive lines, one spot that you can make a change. Todd, I agree there. Inside linebackers, you've tried to make a change. The only change would be Justin Sternod over Drew Sanders. And you can't make any changes with safeties because literally you're playing your only healthy safeties right mm-hmm. now. You're not changing Pat Sertan. So then the only other spot is that other corner spot. And do you put Riley Moss, a rookie, playing his first NFL game, do you put him as a starting corner outside uh, opposite Pat Sertan? Damari Mathis, I think, still ranks as the worst-rated cornerback in the NFL on Pro Football Focus. So... Maybe it could only get better, but also putting a rookie cornerback on an island could be tough. But that's maybe a spot that they do it. Yeah, and if <laughs> we if we were to lose this game, knock on whether we don't, then you just start trying stuff. Yep. Then you just start putting people yep. anywhere and see what yep. sticks. Yeah, yep. and that's where I am. It's like right now, no changes for me, but it would be on the defensive side. And I do think the obvious one is swapping out Damari or, you know, make you change your defensive coordinator. But that's a big decision to make. Oh, and also... Oh, sorry, Henry. Oh, uh, Damari is now second worst. Second worst, okay. Yep. Josh Blackwell, uh, behind him, he's played 19 snaps for, guess what team? The Bears. The Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, speaking of 19 snaps, another change I need to see, make Marvin Mims your number one receiver. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be running those routes necessarily. He needs more than 15 snaps. Week one, 16 snaps. Week two, 17 snaps. Week three, 15 snaps. Last week, 15 snaps. He leads the league in yards per catch at almost 28 yards per catch. Number two in the entire NFL is five yards behind him. That shows how good he's been. Mm -hmm. Get him on the field more than 25% of the time. Like, Mm -hmm. at least 50%. I think he should be an 80% guy because we've also seen him catch some short routes. He's not just a one-trick pony, but... Come on, what are we doing here? He's yep. successful. Get him more targets. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, he's the best Bronco. I don't think that's like a huge Rated. surprise. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like it makes sense. And I I think it's pretty obvious that it's time for that. Like I think there's no way that he only plays like 20 snaps again, right? Like he's got to be Not out there at least half week. the game. Yeah, but I mean like he'd done it once. And so then he now he's it. proven it again. <laughs> and so now I think like obviously uh, obviously, he's he's got to be the guy. Who do you think's the number two Bronco? Fun trivia uh, on Pro Football Focus. Yeah, Pat. Uh, that's, Pat. No, that, that touchdown knocked him down. Uh, he's number two on the defense. Number two. It is defense is the number two on the team though. Oh, Nick boy. Benito. No, he got he got bailed out a little bit last week. Justin Simmons on the right path, but no. So someone that. Didn't play last week, Josie Jewell. Yeah, Josie. Oh, okay. mm. yeah, yeah. Good for Josie. Yeah, yeah. Not playing most of that game helped. Isn't, Probably didn't help the team, but 
Wait, is Alex Singleton kind of far down? I thought I saw something um, that, and for, from Pro Football Focus, he was ranked pretty low. Yeah, so he is 18 out of 23. Broncos? Uh, 23 defensive Broncos, Who's yeah. Who's 23rd? Drew Sanders. Oh, okay. He had a, <laughs> he had a tough day. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, okay, let's actually hop into some comments on the website really quick. We do have a show after us, I believe, but I do want to hit a couple of these. The count says, why hasn't, or why wasn't Russ pulled down by six, seven, eight scores? Why has <laughs> Mims only played 33 snaps? I thought the visor was supposed to be an offensive genius. Open your eyes, people. Love the count. Um, that's... I don't know. We haven't got an answer from Sean at why he didn't pull guys. Mm-hmm. I don't I think guess, he's been asked. Yeah, uh, yeah, he exactly. Yeah. He, he hasn't been asked. Um, I might ask him today, as a matter of fact. That's a good but, one. Um, I mean, he must just have the same philosophy that Henry has. Got to sit in what you did. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would have played them the entire game. But at the same time, like, I get it. Like, I get it. There's no right answer when you're down by seven scores. They never got to eight scores. Never 50 points is, is seven scores. That's good. That's yep. good. Wait, were they down 70 to 13, though? Or were they down 63 to 13, then they made it 20, and then they made it 70? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't it remember. Might, they, they, that would take it to eight, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. um, also, real quick on Russ. He actually has played up to his contract, like objectively. Like, when you just look at the numbers, he's the fifth highest paid quarterback in the league. If you take out the guys on rookie deals, who in this case it's Brock Purdy, Tua, and Jordan Love, who are kind of in there, also CJ Stroud, he's among like only guys on second contracts. He's third in touchdowns, he's fourth in yards per attempt, he's second in yards per completion, he's fourth in air yards per attempt, he's fifth in passer rating, uh, sixth in yards. Like, you're kind of getting what you paid for. 99.5 passer rating, career 100.2. Like, you kind of, he's he's doing the thing. I mean, his stats, a lot of his stats are identical to Patrick Mahomes' stats. Yeah. They both have a 99.5 passer rating. And I think we need to see him more in the second half, though. We can't yeah, have we can't have one half Russ and say that he's living up to his and contract. And it's only been three games right, versus exactly. all of last season. But Russ, that highlights, Henry, Russ is not the yeah. problem with this team. Is he the answer? That can be debated, but he's certainly not the issue right now. No, he's not. He's Poor right. guy. Broncos Poor Tiz guy. says, <laughs> I'll say it, honest debate. Can Marvin Mims be Tyreek Hill? Zach mentions he's averaging 28 yards per reception, five more than the next closest, and in three games, he already has two huge returns. Hill started out as a returner be- before becoming a full-time receiver. Yeah, so I actually, uh, so I wrote about Marvin last week. Go read that. But I asked Pat specifically, like, You've obviously played Tyreek a lot. Marvin Mims is obviously nowhere close to Tyreek because that's an insane thing to say. But if he were to become Tyreek, like, what are those next steps? And he had he pointed out two things. The first one was uh, the route tree. He needs to be able to run every route. It's not just these these deep routes that he's running. And the second thing is the catch and run. And and maybe he has more of that that we haven't seen yet. That could be it. But that's kind of the second piece. You got to catch the ball and be able to immediately turn and, and make plays. That's that's Pat Sertan's answer to the question. Yeah, and Ty- Tyreek Hill is just an all-around receiver. You think of him as just a speed guy, but yeah. he's also like unbelievably strong. Jump he balls. Can beat pre- yeah, he he Ugh. can do everything. So um, I don't think Marvin Mims is a one-trick pony, and I mm-hmm. think he can develop mm-hmm. into an all-around receiver. And and I don't think he's just that one-trick pony right now. I think he can can do more, but mm-hmm. still a lot more to develop there. 
UGA Bronco has a massive rant, and I'm just going to get to his first question. He says, what the heck was that? I have so many questions about the absolute joke that seems to be the coaching of this team. Why do you not challenge the Cortland Sutton quote-unquote incompletion early in the game? Yeah, I don't know why you didn't challenge that too. I was screaming at the TV or yep. in the bar. like yep. It was definitely a catch. And I mean, in this point in the season, I think you're trying to do everything you can to get down the field. So if it looks close, I felt like we should have challenged it. And it turns out it would have been a good catch yep. and probably helped Cortland out, Cortland out throughout the day to not feel like he had to press for extra yards yep. and everything that happened after that. So I think we should have challenged it. Yeah. Sean was asked about it, and he said we had – he was something like we had enough angles of it. Mm -hmm. We uh, think it was clear cut. The angles – we, we had saw, on yeah. TV, which I think they'd have the same, if yeah. not more, show to catch to me. Mm -hmm. yep. And I agree. At that point in the game, it was still early, but mm -hmm. I, I do it too. Yeah, and that's why I kind of get not wanting to burn your challenge early or one of your challenges early. At the same time, though, the way that Miami just flew down the field on that first drive, or I guess it was just the third play. Um, so it well, wasn't flying. the way Tyreek flew down the field. <laughs> yeah. um, like you just kind of got the feeling that this was going to be one of those games, or at least I thought so. Like you don't want to put that defense right back out there. Give mm -hmm. it a chance. Like see if you can take advantage of that. I thought, I think that's the worst mistake that Sean has made this season in season. Like you can debate the Vance Joseph stuff and all sure. that, but in season, I think that's pretty clearly the one. Two more. C Phillips 72 says is 53 Mims, the new 53 Janos. Mims wow. is a single bright spot in a rapidly deteriorating season. My expectations were not super high, just nine and eight in a winning season at last. Now, even my natural optimism has wilted in the heat of the Miami visitors sideline. What a mess. Hope your Chicago trip is as fun as you all had in London last year. Safe travels. All the best, Christopher. Do you remember the 22, chan the 22 Janos from Brock Olivo? Nope. No. Okay. It was when, uh, it, so Brock Olivo, obviously special teams coordinator. Um, it was one of those days he was talking to the media and somebody asked him about Janos. He, he said like, if we had 22 Janos on this team, we'd be all right. Mm. <laughs> and, and so that took off and became a thing where if you just have 22 Janos, that's all that's on the field. You're yeah. going to be just fine. But, but I think it's kind of interesting to say like, who would you want? Like, if you had to play the same player at every position, offense and defense on this team, like Sertan, just because he's an athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hands yeah. down. He could play corner for us, running back. Yeah. Can he play receiver? line, though? Probably as good as our line. No, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I mean, like, Randy has, like, the so like yeah. some speed. Like, he at least has a little more versatility. Like, you'd do better in the trenches. Probably is just Pat. Yeah, mm. Pat. Pat's good. You just look to the most talented. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing that we should do, Henry, over the next few months mm -hmm. and in the off season, is we should run a lot of things by Todd. Uh, just throughout the years, mm -hmm. like what's been said to the media and yeah. some like catchphrases <laughs> that fans picked up on and either loved or didn't love, and see if Todd's heard of them. Yeah. There, there's some ones. Because you were there with Olivo, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I figured. But those, that's one of those things it says at the press conference. I wouldn't have been surprised if that goes around the locker yeah. room at some point, though. Like, Brock just said we need 22 Janos. Like, we just need Andy Janovich at every position to be good. Todd was around he was for a, Yeah, Jano was a dog, so I don't he know. He was, if, yeah. If we heard it, we probably wouldn't have even been felt like... Yeah, it makes no, sense. No way around <laughs> yeah. it. He's yeah. right. Yeah. Todd was Vaughn around Miller, for a lot Jano. of special teams coordinators. Yeah. yeah. Good. That was a yeah. crazy stretch. Uh, and last one, coming in from our guy. He says, where is the hype for the Chicago DNVR trip? I'm coming from the Pentagon and meeting my father from Seattle, and I've been looking forward to meeting the extended 
and a DNVR fam. With how this season has started, we can all use a few drinks and good vibes to jumpstart the team to better times ahead. All you can do is win the next game, and that all starts this weekend. Are we doing any link-ups? Are you doing a show from there? I was excited hearing RK talk about the amazing food he was going to show everyone. Now it feels like RK left us for a prettier date named wow. Prime. Mm. Let's go show our lifetime pride in orange and blue and have a great weekend in Chicago. And if we have to suffer, let's suffer together so we will be in chicago and we're gonna meet up at the tailgate uh i believe the tailgate starts at 8 a.m 8 a.m tailgate oh, yeah. with a noon game in chicago so uh we'll be there and like i said i think 60 or 70 broncos fans yeah. are gonna be at that tailgate mm -hmm. i think like 50 bears fans are gonna be there maybe the number's grown since i heard last week as well so uh we will definitely meet you there uh and make sure to come up and say hi to us when we're there. And I speaks. won't be there. Yeah. I got booted. <laughs> I got booted. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be there. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It was... Uh, there wasn't enough room on the on the, on the the bus. It was a decision made <laughs> above our heads, Todd. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to be there. So Henry and I land at midnight Sunday morning. Dang. And uh, we get to our hotel probably around 1.30. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we got to be at the tailgate at 8 a.m. And then our flight leaves at 8 p.m. So we're there for what is that? 20 hours. Mm -hmm. 20 hours in Chicago. You still want to go, Todd? No, nah, I'm okay. <laughs> also, also Dre picked out the hotel and I think just straight up lied to us about like a bunch of the facts about it. The, the new information makes it sound like it's actually like not in a great place and definitely not walking distance to the stadium. Oh, it's, uh. it's not walking distance. No. no, before he was like, yeah, it's like a mile from the stadium. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, yeah, 1.2 miles. I was like, well, that grew. And then all of a sudden it's, yeah, it's like a couple miles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The so, hotel hasn't moved. I mean, based on the hotel, it seems like it's capable of moving. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So wish us luck, Todd. I hope to be uh, chiming in from the tailgate when you guys or uh, from the tailgate when you guys are doing mm -hmm. the countdown. Yeah. Hopefully, you get a call in for me, uh, and hopefully sure. Henry and I show up yeah. uh, at the tailgate. But it, it's gonna be fun. And speaking of RK, he hasn't been around for a while, but stay tuned. Might be back tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's and, supposed to be uh, my morning off. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we will see. So stay tuned. We're going to be giving our picks out. Are the Broncos going to be the worst team in the NFL come Sunday? We'll tell you that tomorrow on the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Todd, Henry, it's been a blast. We'll see you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.